Hey, fam. Hello, hello, hello. Family, I just have like a short, um, I guess you can call this a word, a message. Just the Lord, he told me to come on here. He actually told me to come on here yesterday, but I got caught up in a couple things. So I'm on here today, family, and I just want to talk to you real quick, right? Um, this ain't no secret. Like I told you, yes, sis, she used to roll up, okay? She used to roll up, all right? But then Jesus, ooh, then Jesus happened. And family, I want to give you a, um, I just want to tell you how it happened. I might have went into this before, but the Lord's telling me to come here and tell it now. So I used to, first it just started out with just, Smoking, like, occasionally, um, like, sociably. And then I, um, it was this guy I was talking to, and he used to smoke a lot. And I was just, like, you know, just trying to, trying to act like you that down chick. Just started smoking. And then, um, you know, people I was chilling with at the time, they would smoke, so I became not like it's not their fault though, because at the end, ultimately, I made a decision, you know, to do it. So I'm not sitting here playing the blame game because I ultimately the choice was mine. I had a choice to make, so no, it's not under their faults. But the Bible speaks the truth when he they say bad company corrupts good morals, because I was never really like a person that really was like um like a roll up type of person. I'm not like that, but. Bad company corrupts good morals. But it's your decision. You feel me? It's your decision. It's accountability that has to be taken. And I take accountability and the responsibility for my actions. But, um, like, your sister was never really a drinker. Like, drinking made my stomach hurt. So I was never really a drinker. I was a smoker. And, um, I remember... One day, I was just sitting, because I used to smoke in my car, because my mom and dad, I used to live in my mom and dad's house. This is like when I was smoking. I used to live in my mom and dad. So I would smoke in my car. I wouldn't smoke in the house. That's disrespectful. And plus, my mom and dad wasn't playing that. And my, like I would just have, like, you know, just, just hear me out. So one day, I was just sitting in my car, and nothing but the power of God, like, family, I don't under, I don't understand to this day what made me pick up the Bible, but it's God. Like, I knew it was God. I just, like, family, I can't tell you how it happened, but I remember I just picked up my Bible, and the first thing that I went to, because it was on my Bible at, was John chapter 1. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God, and the word was God. The word was created in the beginning with God and everything was ex- created created through him basically I'm paraphrasing okay and I just remember reading that and then like family the Lord met me there he met me there I was so broken in that time I was so hurt I just I I was deceived it was a lot of things that was going on in that time in my life and the Lord met me there. He met me there. And I I remember I used to be like, cause I used to call him my sky daddy. Stop like, I'm about to go spend some time with my sky daddy. I would be so hype family. Like, but listen, I was still smoking though. And, um, 
some things had transpired and I told the Lord, I was like, Lord, if, if you, if you do this, if you get me out of this situation, I'll never smoke again. I won't smoke again. And I remember I threw the grinder out. I threw it all out. And the Lord, he showed up and he showed out. Okay. And I remember sitting in my car. Cause remember up to that point, I used to smoke and read the Bible. So like I would, like I, Jesus, when he really go to the tax collectors and the prostitutes and all that, like that's the truth because he really met me there. Like I was sitting there smoking, reading the Bible and he met me there. He didn't say, Oh no, I'm not going to you till you stop. No, he met me there. He met me where I was at and he took, took it from me. And I'm just so thankful for the Lord. Right. So I remember I was sitting in my car and this is like after I stopped smoking, I remember I was listening to a song and like the Lord just gave me a revelation, like of all the things I did and it was wrong. Like it was like a, it all happened so quick, but I realized I have sinned against you. It was in that moment. I realized I sinned against you and I just broke down. And in the song, I can remember, I think it was actually Kirk Franklin, Imagine Me, because I think he says, like, it's all gone. It's all gone. It's all gone. I, I can't think of how the song go, but I just remember that one part where he was like, all, 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 everything's gone. And I knew the Lord was talking to me through that song because everything came into my mind and the Lord said, it's all gone. I forgive you. And then I had to begin the process of forgiving myself. I had to forgive myself, family, and I had a plenty of times where I would cry and be crying out to the Lord because I realized all the evil I had done. And the Lord said so clear to me one day when I was at the end of my bed, my bed crying, yo, I was on my knees, okay, because the Lord will bring you to your knees. And I remember the Spirit just speaking to me. The Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, you got to forgive yourself. You have to forgive yourself. I've already forgiven you, but you have to forgive yourself. And that made me cry even more, yo, because that's so selfless. Like, I sinned against God and he told me to forgive myself. Who he is so good, yo. I ain't going to cry. I ain't going to cry. But family, like in that time of the Lord um, bringing me back home, you know, he left the flock to come and get me. The Lord gave me my place and remind you at that time I was working, but I wasn't working consistently. Like, and then, um, like, and then my credit wasn't the best family. And the Lord blessed me with a freshly renovated apartment. And uh, mm, he is so good. And then when the pandemic hit and the Lord, I, I then I really couldn't work. And the Lord really provided for me. But I had to get past myself to see the hand of God. I had to get past it. I had to humble myself and see the hand of God because I was still struggling between the flesh and the spirit. I still was feeling like it was something that I needed to do. It was hard for me to receive because in the world, you're taught you got to go get it. If you don't go get it, ain't nobody going to give it to you. And that's a lie. That's a lie because the Lord is there with open arms. You know, faith without works is dead. Correct. That is correct. But the Lord is the provider of it. He provides for you. And 
he had to show me that, family. I had to be humble. And that humbling, it don't feel good. But it's necessary. You know what Jesus always wants to say is necessary. But the Lord will do it. Like, family, I'm so content with him. Like, I remember, you know how back in the day, well, not back in the day. Well, it is back in the day because it's been a minute now. But back in the day, oh, yeah, hold on, wait. Let me, I'll give to that thought in a second, but let me go. Family, I used to have dreams. After I stopped smoking, I would have dreams of, like, the enemy um, presenting like weed and stuff to me on a platter. Like I like I remember this one dream I had. It was like the same grinder I had threw into the woods. It was on the platter and it was like being offered to me. And he tried to she tried to get me to um like slip back into that. And then even once I did, I think I did back I backslided once. I had smoked and it wasn't the same no more. Like the Lord had opened my eyes to the spiritual realm and I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle the demons behind weed. It was like that backsliding was not it. That was not it. I couldn't handle it. Like I realized like, okay, like you cannot go back. You can't go back. But the Lord was still patient with me. You feel me? He was still patient with me even through that. And um, I remember I, I went through it like, oh, my goodness. I just wanted the pull factor. I was like, Lord, I just need the pull factor of the I don't even need to necessarily like get the high. I just like the, the pull of it. I, I like the whole thing is very to me. This is how I felt. This is how I felt. I don't, I'm going to explain it to you. I felt like the whole process was therapeutic. Right. Because you. You <laughs> okay, I'm following the leading of the Lord. I trust them. Uh like you know, getting it, grinding it up, rolling it up. I felt like that all was therapeutic, right? I would feel like, you know, that it brought me a sense of peace. And then like, you know, to actually smoke it in that first that first hit hit and it's like it, the way the pull is, it was like I missed that. And I remember family, I was like, all right, maybe I can go try miles because I'm not going to smoke weed. Like, I just need something to pull. The miles was not hitting. I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> like, this ain't for me. And then the Lord, he just, he just was so patient with me because he understood me. He was so patient. He wasn't, he wasn't this horrible, um, person that people try to point him out to be like if you don't stop doing this you're gonna go to hell. yes you can go to hell i'm not saying that you can't go to hell but god's so patient with your with his children he's so patient hell is not for god's kids hell is for the people who don't want god that's what hell is for but if you feel like you're being trapped in a situation the lord will be patient with you he will be there with you holding your hand as you take steps but you gotta trust him with each step that you take and um, I just wanted to talk to y'all about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back in my smoking, the God is so good because he brings the memories back to me that I need to know, like what he told me to say. So I I remember back when you when I used to do it back in the day, I used to be like, oh, I had to find a plug. And, you know, you really ask and seeking and finding when you out in them streets looking for whatever you about to get. Right. And. Now, family, I wanted to bring it back to Jesus. Now I'm like that with the Lord. Like I got a hit of Jesus, a hit of Jesus, and it changed my life. Like none of that 
can fill with the void that Jesus has filled. None of that is that. I chase Jesus. I'm like, I need a hit of you. You get what I'm saying? I need a hit of you because I've come to realize all those other things were counterfeit. All those other things was fake. All those other things was meaningless. It's you who I've been after this whole time. And just like how you be asking, seeking and finding for the plug. I'm here to tell you, Jesus is the real plug. He's the real one. Ask, seek, and find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. For anyone who asks will receive. Anyone who seeks finds. And anyone who knocks, the door will be open unto you. I'm just praying that you will seek after the Lord. I'm telling you, Jesus is the real one, family. He is the real one. Jesus will have you on a high you never even knew existed. Do you hear me? I used to be one of them people that's like, yo, I'm smoking forever to the day I take my last breath. I used to be that person. But now the Lord has came in and did a work within me. And now I chase him. I'm like, where you at? I need you. I need you. You feel me? If I don't got Jesus, what I got, that's my um air, if you hear that. Because I'm chilling in my room. I'm actually about to head out for a minute. But I had to really come and do this because I know that the Lord told me to. And family, I just wanted to let you know, like, the Lord will meet you where you at. He will meet you where you at. Don't let nobody hinder you. Don't let nobody look down on you. And forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. You got to forgive to be forgiven. And that includes yourself. And trust God in the process. Sometimes still to this very day, family, I be like, Lord, like, I I need more. I don't feel like you here. But I trust them because my faith isn't on how I feel. It's on who I know God is. Trust them, family. And he will blow your mind. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was watching this video today. I don't know the girl's name. But she was talking about, like, how she, like, feel depressed and alone. And she feel like nobody get her. And all she do is cry. She said a lot of stuff. And I I really wanted to just hug her and tell her that it's all spiritual. Like, I really want to just look her in her eyes and say, everything you're going through is spiritual. And I know that somebody else needs to hear this. What you are going through is spiritual. What you're going, what's going on with you, you feel alone. You feel like nobody cares about you. You feel like you're depressed. You feel like you put this fake mask on. To try to to try to make it look like you're happy, but on the inside you are broken apart. And I'm here to tell you, you just need a dose of Jesus. Everything you go that's going on with you is spiritual. Everything that's going on with you is spiritual. Go seek after the Lord. He is the source. He can fill that void. I'm telling you. Listen. I've had my moments and family. Sometimes I still do where I have moments and I'm just like, God, like I'm crying out to you because I don't feel you. Where are you at? But you got to remember, he is right there. Treat him like he's right there. 
I was telling somebody the other day, you don't got to beg for what's yours. You know, as a parent or even like if with your parents or a little child or whatever, you know that you want to provide for your child. Like, you know that if you got it, your kids is good. You know it. So what more will our Heavenly Father do for us? We're sinners and we still make sure our kids is good. So what would God do for us? We don't have to beg for what's ours. It's ours. Worry about nothing. Is that pray about everything. Tell God all that you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then receive the peace that surpasses all understandings. I believe that's Philippians 4 and 12. I believe. Now I gotta go there because I don't be wanting to send y'all on the wrong uh, verse. Okay, it says a second. Oh, no, Philippians 6. I'm sorry, it's Philippians 4 and 6. Well, what's Philippians 4 and 12? Because now I need to know. Okay, it says, I got, listen, the Lord be moving. Philippians 4 and 12 is, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Family. Jesus is the answer. I remember being broken when I first moved in, and I'm like, Lord, I, I I don't know how I pay my bills. I don't know how I'm gonna do anything because this is when the pandemic first hit, and I, like the money I did have, like the Lord provided for me to get this place. Like He, the Lord just ordered my steps. That's why you really gotta trust Him in every situation because the Lord will tell you something that's impossible, and then He'll do it, and it'll blow your mind. Like, but I never like. The Lord always provided for me. It was I had to get past myself. But I remember being broken on the floor. Just like, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. But at the end of the day, I just know I need you. I had to come to my knees and just, Lord, wherever it goes, I know I got, that you got me. <clears throat> and family, not to say this, because don't treat God like he a genie. You really want a relationship with him. But the Lord had to bring me, he had to humble me. He had to bring me to my knees to show me it's me. It's me. Because once I came to the um, revelation that it was the Lord, like, Lord, I can't do nothing. Like, I need you regardless, regardless of whatever happened. I can't afford to lose you. And family, when I tell you I had me some deposits, the Lord, he he did that. He did that. And not to say, like, oh, use God. Not about that. But, like, he is the answer. I have survived on little and I have survived on plenty. I have survived with an empty stomach and I have survived with a full stomach. Hallelujah. That is the secret. The secret of living in every situation is trusting God and leaning not to your own understandings. Who, Jesus? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings. That's what I have learned, family. And now I'm passing the baton to you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understandings. 
go back and, re- and read Philippians 4. I had the, um, don't worry about anything that said, pray about everything. That's Philippians 4 and 6. And then the, um, surviving every situation, basically. That's if you go down to verse 12. Go ahead and read that, family. It's, um, I'm trying to see, Lord, is there anything else you want me to say to your people? Oh, I'm sorry, family. If y'all heard that, I'm so sorry, but this is, I keep, uh, burping because, I got a little bit of indigestion going on, okay? So, I keep burping, so I'm sorry. But, um, family, the Lord just love y'all. He really do. He laid his life down just to show you how much he love you. If you just knew how God, how much God love you, you wouldn't walk in fear. You wouldn't allow hurt to be your portion if you knew how much God loved you. And if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, perfect love casts out all fear. Just to know how much God loves you casts out all fear. And the only way to know is to have a relationship with him, is to commune with him. To get into the word of God because it casts out all fear. Um, I want to pray for y'all. Let's, uh, let's pray real quick. Ready? Bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just praying for your child listening right now, Lord. I'm praying that these words that you have, um, spoken to them penetrates their heart, Father. I pray that they surrender to you, Lord. I pray that they understand your love, Father. Show them your love, Jesus. Let them know how much you love them, Lord. Father, I'm just praying for protection over your children, Lord. I'm praying that the strongholds in their minds, Lord, be broken, Lord. The soul ties, Lord, be broken. The generational curses, Father, be broken. Because, Father, when I look into the world, I see a lost generation, Lord. And I just pray that they see that you are the way. I pray that they see you are the way, Lord. I pray that you change the way that they think, Lord. I just pray that they get to share the oneness with you, Father. I I silence every voice that's rise up to condemn them. I silence them and I command them to flee in the name of Jesus. I speak peace over their mind. I speak life into their atmosphere. Hallelujah. That, that, that. That demon that has been sent to torment their minds, torment their bodies, Lord. I command it to flee, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Pain is not your portion, says the Lord. Abundance and life is your portion. You are healed, my child, is your portion. Oh, Jesus. Trust in me. Trust in me, says the Lord. I will show you how I formed the heavens and the earth if you will trust me. I will teach you how to wage war if you trust me. Hallelujah. And that's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray.
Amen. Family, listen, the spirit of the Lord just a show up and show out. <laughs> I love y'all family. I'm sorry if y'all hear my beat. I, I'm look. I'm still chilling in the bed, but I'm about to get up. Cause listen, I want to go get me like a um a smoothie. I want to go get like this um green smoothie that they got, and that's what I'm about to go do. I'm about to get dressed and go do that. So I love y'all family, but listen. I, most importantly, take this in. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Look yourself. In the mirror, look yourself in the face in the mirror and say, most importantly, Jesus loves me. Mm. That's your portion. Pain is not your portion. Okay? It's not your portion. Hallelujah. What did it say? Weeping may last the night, but joy comes in the morning. It's time to receive your joy. It's time to receive your joy. Okay? So, family, I love y'all. I will be back very soon because I trust in the Lord, you know. And I know that the Lord has more for you. So, don't think that I'm boasting or trying to say what I'm going to do. I just trust God. and I know that there is more for you. So, let's just close out. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye. I'm on my hold up. Wait a minute, fam. So I was going back and listening to it because, like, I with the air and stuff that come on, I wanted to make sure everything was good. And it was one part that I want to clarify just in case somebody thought when I said that I need more, I'm talking about more of Jesus, more of Jesus. That's what I need more of. Sometimes I'll be sitting here and I'll be like, God, I don't feel you. I need more of you. But my faith isn't based on what I feel. You get what I'm saying? Because, no, like, Jesus took that yoke off of me. I don't desire to smoke no more. That's not my desire. Listen, he came in, he showed up, and he showed out. That's what I mean by him filling your void. Because he will fill a void, and you don't even desire that no more. You just desire more of him. That's all I meant, family. So, I love y'all once more. And most importantly, let's say this together. Jesus loves y'all. Bye.